Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, It's going to be difficult for a lot of people around the world, and it's obviously very, very difficult for the families and friends of all of the people that were murdered, abducted, and raped, and tortured over the weekend. Um. I'm always torn whenever these types of things occur, and I'm, I'm always torn as to whether to look or to look away, you know, um, because it's easier to look away, definitely. It's easier to not watch any of the videos. They're scarring. They're traumatic. You see them. You never unsee them. I, I can't. I, over the years, I've seen enough of the videos to know what to expect when you, when you look at these videos. When you see the ways that people brutalize each other. And uh, I guess I'm at the point now where I'm just, I'm kind of done. You know, I'm done with, uh, I'm done with the debate. I've always said, I've been saying it for years, right? That politics occurs so violence can be avoided. The debate occurs so we don't end up, you know, murdering each other. We don't end up assaulting each other. You talk stuff out. I think I'm done. You know? Um, I guess uh, I'm, I'm, I've never been to Israel. I don't, I mean, it seems like a historical place, you know, interesting. I know people who have gone to it. Um I've never understood the uh, the arguments that I'm supposed to take seriously from one camp that says their opening bargaining position is that you die. That's their open. You die. And not just you, but uh, all your family, all your uh, fellow uh, Jews, you all die. And you know, I've often asked then, okay, well, what's the, what's the compromise position on that? Is it half of all the Jews die? Is that the idea? Is that compromise? But that's not even acceptable to Hamas. It's not acceptable to the people that I saw partying in the streets of America and around the world. They're the Nazis, folks. You guys have been... Uh, on the lookout for Nazis under every stone. Hey, I think I found some. I mean, aside from the guy that was, you know, speaking up in front of the Canadian government a couple of days ago at the request of the Prime Minister Trudeau. But I think I found some of the Nazis. What, what, what we saw over the weekend was a pogrom. You've read about them in history books, right? You, I'm sure you heard about these things happening in the past and Everybody thinks that they would be the ones to 
to hide Anne Frank, right? Now, actually, most people would end up being with the Nazis because that's how these types of uh, uh, contagions occur. But I think I'm ready to take up Hamas on their proposition. I think I'm, I think I'm, yeah, I think we should take them up on it. From the river to the sea, as they say. That's what they say. From the river to the sea, and then they say Palestine shall be free of Hamas. And I, just to be clear, like my cards are on the table right now, like there isn't really a whole lot that Israel can do that's going to make me think any differently at this point. There really isn't. And I understand the position that the Jewish state is now in uh, because whatever they do will be wrong because that's, that's the, the hand that they're dealt, internationally speaking, right? You got uh, violence now has uh, been reported on the northern border of Israel. And make no mistake, the people that are waging the war against Israel over the last uh, 48 hours, and it's gone on way longer than that, obviously, but this latest, uh, these latest battles, their intention is to kill every Jew, to kill every person. Every Jewish person in Israel, they will kill. And if you were not aware of that before Saturday, you are definitely aware of it now. I'm always reminded of the uh, the philosophy that I think is it's a truism, but it was first articulated to me, at least the first time I had heard it was Limbaugh, who said the world is governed by the aggressive use of force, right? And uh, I think we often forget that, and then we get uh, we get reminded in pretty awful and horrific ways. There's another element to that, though, which is that land is controlled by those with the power to take it and then the strength to keep it. And it has always been that way. And we can talk and debate at the UN. We can talk and debate, you know, with bilateral, trilateral discussions with various countries over geographic disputes and the like. But really what it always comes down to is who, who has the most ability to force their will on the other, right? And it's not just uh, physical violence always. It could be economic, right? It's just kind of another, another way to, uh, to fight is through economics. But um, no, Israel took the land. Hamas wants to take it back. And I think at this point, Israel has accepted the challenge yet again. Okay, then, you know what? We're going to take it over. We're going to kill a lot of people. That's where they are. And I don't, I, I, after what I saw this weekend, I don't have really anything to oppose them on that. How, like, but this is, so, because what happens? It would you're just going to allow them to take over the entire river to the sea? 
from the Jordan River all the way. You're going to let them have all that land that is right now all of Israel and everybody in it. You think they'll give everybody a chance to get out like the Taliban did for all of those people that got trapped in Afghanistan, right? I think I'm done. I do. I think uh, I think I'm done listening to uh, to the quote other side of this argument, and I've heard it. I've listened. I've read. If you think Hamas was justified in behaving the way it did, if you were out there at these solidarity marches for the Nazis, you know, if that's the, if that's what you think Hamas was justified in doing, Hamas being the government of Gaza, right? And don't give me this crap about, oh, the militant wing. No, it's all, it's all Hamas. I'd be like saying, oh, the, the U.S. Army is the militant wing of the United States government. No, it, it's the military. So if you think it was justified in behaving that way, then all of Gaza should meet their maker. That's proportional, by the way, because that's what they espouse. I'm not interested in hearing anything anymore about proportional response. Done with that, too, because that's how they got to where they are right now. And, honestly, a proportional response would be to kill every single person in Gaza, wouldn't it? That's what they want, right? See, compromise looks a lot different when the Israelis adopt the same goal as the, quote, Palestinians, right? When Hamas says, we want all Jews to die, the proportional response from Israel should be, okay, well, then all of you die. And we'll see what happens. Right? That's where we are. And no, you don't get to you don't get to cry uncle. Not this time. I don't think so. That, that, that's my take on it. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting. Tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, thank you, Dave. I appreciate the uh, the tweet there. Uh, series of Israeli airstrikes in Gaza City a few minutes ago. And actually, let me back up here because I didn't do this earlier. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of us might not know what we're looking at when we're looking at a map and like what's Gaza, what's the West Bank, and all that. Um, so these are two areas inside of Israel that, like, the the Gaza Strip is this strip in the bottom left-hand side of the country. The country sits on the water and on the Mediterranean, and so it's got a pretty long coastline. And uh, down at the bottom of the coastline, there's this little strip that's carved out, Gaza Strip. And it used to be Egypt, but Egypt lost that strip. When they attacked Israel. 
what, 50 years ago, right? They, they launched an attack. They got their butts kicked along with Syria. And by the way, that um, I'm convinced that left uh, a great scar in the psyche of the quote-unquote Arab street. Because if you believe Jewish people to be dogs, then how did you lose to them? Right? The humiliation associated with a military defeat, particularly as quickly as the Israelis were able to dispatch all of these Arab countries, it's a humiliation. And um, anyway, so they got this piece of land, and it was always a problem because there were a whole lot of Arabs that were in there. Now, mind you, Egypt doesn't want them either. Egypt didn't want these people living in their country. So, and they have... uh, uh, they've got a couple crossings that go into Egypt because this little strip, it connects to Egypt, but then on the interior side, so like they've got a coastline, so they could set up desalinization plants and stuff. They, they've they've had, the Hamas has had control of this area for now almost 20 years because Israel Israel abandoned it. In a, in a, in a bid for peace, they said, okay, they basically called Hamas's bluff. Right? They said, we want two-state solution. Oh, so, well, yes, we want to coexist. Bull. Your founding document says you want to kill all the Jews. Like, they're very explicit about this. So this one little strip down at the bottom left-hand side of the, uh, of the map, it's got a, lo- a long border with Israel, but there's a whole bunch of, there's like a no-go area, there's a high-risk area, so they got like these buffer zones. They've got the fencing. And this is where Hamas digs their tunnels, right? They're always digging tunnels to try to get through. Now, remember, Hamas won, quote unquote, an election in 05, 2005. And they fought with the other Palestinian group, Fatah, which I think Fatah still runs the show in the West Bank, which is in the interior. And by the way, for all their lamentations about what happened in Jerusalem and how they want access to their temple or whatever, it, yeah, they're launching rockets into Jerusalem today. That's how much they care about Jerusalem. So here's the thing you need to understand about jihadists. They lie about everything. And their ideology, their religion, tells them they can. Their religion says you can lie to the non-believer to the infidels you can lie whatever about whatever all the time doesn't matter totally fine it's all bull it's all bull all of the expressed reasons that they state not true at the end of the day they just want to kill jews and then once they kill all the jews then they'll probably start looking at other groups because that's kind of how they roll that's the thing about a, a a death cult They kind of need the death, you know? All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. That's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country, 
There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. So let's go ahead and clear one of the lines. Here is Dean. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dean. Oh, this is Antique's Laundromat. I thought I was calling. Oh, okay. Must be the phone lines. What, I was I, making a joke. I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't even. I couldn't understand what what you were saying. So. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah. Hey, what makes you know? I we we know about the. Uh, the disagreements between Hamas and Israel and the Egyptians, and it's gone back for probably a lot of a lot of years. Yeah, ever since uh, this, Prophet Muhammad was running around. Yeah, exactly. So, what what makes this particular conflict different? I mean, they'll they'll work it out one way or the other. It'll either escalate or somehow it'll be solved, like every other conflict that they've had between then and and now. Um, I I just I just think that for us to contemplate it is is like trying to predict the future right well no the 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 obvious difference now is that uh israel has a nuclear weapon and there are reports also that iran might have some form of nuclear weapons i would almost i mean i would put money on them having chemical and biological weapons and right now the question is is this part of a larger uh, effort? So uh, for a long time, Iran has been working up a strategy of their ring of fire, basically surround Israel with rockets and just constantly bombard them. And, you know, a bunch of rockets will get through. And in this case, like uh, what we saw over the weekend, the rockets were were mainly decoys. They were They, they sent the rockets over, so this way they could make their incursions through the gates and apparently some protesters that were out there, as they call them, you know, oh, they were just out throwing some rocks, whatever. Some of them planted bombs at the gates that allowed them to break through the fence. Um, so the, uh, the the question isn't really, like in my mind, the question isn't what what does Israel do? Because, like I said earlier, I mean, I they they have a blank check in my mind. I mean, not for like U.S. funding, but they have a blank check for really whatever they feel the need to do. Because if the, if an, if another country did that to us, I wouldn't care what anybody else said. It really wouldn't matter to me. Now, what does matter is does Hezbollah on the Lebanon side of Israel, on the northern side, do they start? Do they join in? Do they see this as their opportunity to overwhelm Israel? And and indications are as of today, that yes, they do. They've started launching some rockets. Now, we don't know if that's, you know, some part of a coordination. We don't know if that's at the direction of Iran or not. But at some point, we trace this back to Iran. Israel does. And do do they let that stand? Does Israel let that stand? No, no, but it it appears to be their battle. There's either one of two conclusions. Either one is that this really doesn't have anything to do with Israel. It's to draw us into Israel to, you know, to, to do World War III or the final war. Um, 
or or it is another chapter in this and it's and there's no way it's going to be predicted until it plays itself out and, and sees and see where we are yes the weapons are a lot larger and yes i think i agree it's a, a much larger concern but uh i don't you know i i just not sure what the what the ultimate objective is in having this war i for, mean for, for for the united states we're, we're not having the war the u.s isn't having the war israel is we didn't declare war israel no. israel did well, how about Ukraine and Russia? The United you know, States didn't I mean, declare war in that case either. No, but uh, but we're we're practically funding you mm-hmm. know a big portion of it for mm-hmm. the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Are we going to end up you know financing a big portion of Israel's defense and ultimately you know I can see with with theological uh, issues us being drawn a lot deeper into it. And with, uh, you know, the large diversity of our population. So let me ask you this, Dean. I'll, uh, do you think there is a value to having Israel as an ally? Yeah, right, actually, um, let me back up. I'll ask this. Do you think America should have any allies? Ultimately, uh, you know, we have, we have to take care of us. No, Israel. If Israel... Not the question. I, I'm, I'm just asking. What if Israel... I, I don't think... I don't think it's it's a... It's a it's a benefit to have Israel as an ally. It's not a necessity. It's a benefit, not a necessity, to have Israel. Right. Do you do you think that do you think it is good for America to have allies? Yes. Okay. It strengthens our strategic position. Okay. So, do you think it's good to have Israel as one of those allies? Yes. All right. Yeah. So, what does it mean then? To be an ally, it means that it allows us to have, take more strategic positions of strength in other parts of the world. Okay, what does it mean to be an ally? Like when when uh, it, when Israel, as an ally, is attacked, do allies mm-hmm. do anything to help their allies? Yeah, that's that's where our government gets involved and makes a decision as to how much they're right. They're going to get involved, and, mm-hmm. and the people have a say in that. Mm-hmm. And and people are are you know, if it came push came to shove, would you send your loved ones over to defend the Gaza Strip? Right. Well, that's the, the and that's the point. Is like there nobody is asking that of Americans. I'm not even. That's not even. That's not even on the table. We we we've sent some. We've sent an aircraft carrier, right? The Ford, the Gerald Ford, over there. We've got assets that are over there, so we've. Are, I mean, the, uh, America is has already committed military resources to be over in that part of the world. Oh yeah, yes, yes. So we've already we've already assumed a strategic position in mm-hmm. a, in Israel as an ally. Mm-hmm. But I think you know the the whole thing is now there's a war between them and Hamas, and it's uh, it's you know not a question of whether the war or whatever. It's it's a question. From us sitting here in the states talking, what is going to be our involvement? Right. I think you're. I think you're looking way too far down the road. The first question you need to ask is, what are you willing to witness Israel do without criticizing it? What are you willing to support well, Israel doing? That's the question I think right now for us is. That's where I started with. I, I started the show saying this. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be hard pressed 
to find a guardrail that Israel's going to go up against where I'm going to say, oh, no, no, too far. I don't know, maybe, uh, you know what, I take it back, Dean. I think maybe the uh, barging into Palestinians' homes and raping their women and children and murdering them, that might act, that, that might be, like, as far as Hamas went, that might be too far. But short of that, I don't know. And that's and that and I appreciate the call, Dean. But I think that's the that's really the the question that we're presented with right now, because right now we're going to get a lot of propaganda thrown in our direction. And it's all going to be designed to get Israel to stop doing whatever it's doing. And see, this is the thing for a lot of people, particularly on the right, that are. Uh, you know, America first now, and we don't want to be in, uh, involved in all of these other things. Okay, then let it play out. You're going to have calls for de-escalation, peace agreement. You're going to have to have some sort of a ceasefire, right? And if somebody is trying to kill you, and they say that they're not going to stop until you're dead, and then they barge into your house and they start murdering your family, I think the solution is is pretty clear. Um, but that's just me. Email from Brett who says, Pete, is this how other large wars began? This feels like a slow-motion car wreck that we can watch but are helpless to stop. Um, it is, Brett. This is how larger wars begin. It always has been. Territorial disputes incursions, religion, all of these are reasons how wars begin. Like, the the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, right? Like, who saw that coming as the cause to a world war, right? Um, there's, a, there's an axiom, and I see it everywhere. Once I've heard it, or once I heard it, I, I see it all over. Slowly at first then very quickly. Slowly at first, and then very quickly. And I think that's what we're saying. I've been saying this for, I guess, the last year. Looking at Ukraine, right? Just looking around the world, and it's kind of like, this feels like slowly at first. Dan, welcome to the program. Hello, Dan. Hi. Hey. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Fine. I have a prediction. Okay, well. Iran and its allies will attack the United States with an atomic blast within two years. In particular, New York City. All right. That's my prediction. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, I hope you are wrong. Um, Hang on a second. There was a piece I saw. I could probably uh, just do this. This was... I don't ever read this guy just because I know who he is. Benjamin Wittes. Remember him? He was the cutout for Jim Comey. Remember that guy? Writes at the blog Lawfare. He says, I I don't write about Israeli-Palestinian matters much um, because the more time I spend with them, the less I think I have anything useful to say on the subject. One thing I do know is what I think about murder. I'm against it. Um, And then he offers up a whole list of things how not to respond to a terrorist attack Um, with the Israeli body count rising by the hour. Do not quickly change the subject to the crimes or misdeeds of the Israeli side or the oppression of the Palestinians. 
Don't be too quick to tell us about the context of the attack. There's a place for that conversation. It's ongoing every day. It's legitimate. But 9-11 was not the day to discuss the errors of U.S. foreign policy. Also, don't use sentences that start with something like, I oppose violence against civilians and terrorism. But, yeah, just put a period after terrorism. He also says, we don't need your conspiracy theories about how or why this happened or who's behind it. I know you think it's clever, but really, we're good. And we also don't need predictions about how this is going to reshape this or that or or whatever. The future will come soon enough, and you're probably going to be wrong anyway. 